Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hands. Okay then.、Uh, so, John, you're really gonna have to carry this one because my health is declining. It's terrible. My health has been in, in a very steady decline in the last week and a half. I'm just watching you wither away.、Mm-hmm. You're like Christian Bale in The Machinist right now. Yeah, it's a very gradual process. Um, but but give me like a couple more days and I'll and I'll be in Dark Knight shape. What? I mean Batman oh, begins Christian shape. Christian Bale Dark Knight. Okay,、yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> I was like,、oh. I, I mean Batman begins shape. Batman、um, begins shape. Because didn't he like do those film those two movies back like back, back to yeah, back? Like like seven months to like in like a ridiculous amount of time he lost like sixty pounds, gained like forty pounds of muscle. His skeleton must hate him. Yeah. Um, so I, I I I'm really scared. I have what is known as the hundred day cough. Oh my! There's that. There's such a thing. There's the such a thing. Hundred day cough. Yeah.、Um, I think in other parts of the world it's called bronchitis. I'm not sure.、Uh, it's it's something close to bronchitis, but not exactly. But like it's it's a thing. Like in, especially in Singapore, like they call it hundred day cough.、Um, but it doesn't seem to be infectious. <coughs> uh-huh. <coughs>、um, uh-huh. And I apologize if this is disturbing to、That's、any of your ears. That's why we gotta have、ears. a cough button. But yeah, man, it's 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 been going nonstop for the longest time. So much so that my neck muscles have become tense, and there's swelling like in my neck from from just like the tension that's been there nonstop. Maybe you should try coughing with a different muscle group. Like, can you can you cough from like your diaphragm? I'm. I don't know how else to cough, dude. But like, you, so you're giving us one of these, and apologize if this is gross. You're going. You're going. <coughs> so you got you got to go. <coughs> See what I mean? I'm trying, man.、There? I'm trying. It's tough. And the last two days, oh no, the last three days, I've <coughs> I've been having a fever, and with the fever comes a headache. Right. So every time I cough, like my skull is like, uh, yeah, it's the worst feeling in the world. I feel like a quarter of a person, and I can barely f- <coughs> function, and it sucks more so because like. I, I need my throat for my livelihood. Sure,、um, but I, I, I'm trying to get back to 100. percent And yet, we persist on with the podcast because we love you, dear listeners. We took a week off when Nathan was in the height of his, you know, 100. That is untrue.、Off. We took a week off because you kept being busy. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be nicer to blame you. You know what I'm saying? You know,、okay. sometimes yeah, because、like, it's always my fault. You know, like when it's your fault, but it's nice to put the fault, the blame on someone else. Yeah, and, like you feel better.、Mm. Like I feel that that gets underreported because it's like. You know, taking the blame is like responsible, right? But、yes. passing off the blame just、that's, feels so good. Yeah, that, I, I mean, that's why they call it scapegoat. It's the greatest of all time. Yeah, greatest feeling. You you scape 
yourself on a, onto a goat. Yes. Just like, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. Like people think like, oh, you shouldn't steal. But like, think about it. Like you get a thing that you want, but and you don't have to pay for, for it. it. it I, I can, you can see the appeal. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. God. Did you ever shoplift as a child? Um, trying to think if there's anything I ever shoplifted. I feel like I've, oh, I remember one thing I shoplifted. I don't feel, I'm not proud of this, Nathan, mm-hmm. but I went to a supermarket. This is, this was only like a couple years ago and they were like, I was going to make hummus. Mm-hmm. So one of the key ingredients of hummus is lemon. Mm. So I went to the supermarket uh, and they were like five lemons for $2. I'm yeah. like, I don't need five. I need one. Yeah. I looked around and I was like, okay, I'm just going to grab one. But then I bought a bunch of other groceries, so I figured it would it would balance out. Some Just most. cancel out the cost price of the I, lemon. I hope so. I'm like this this thing is overpriced. This this can of garbanzo beans. So look, I'll steal a lemon. You know that's actually <coughs> a legitimate problem that's happening in supermarkets now, especially with so many self checkouts. Yeah. Um, when you get fruits and vegetables, sometimes when when you weigh them at the station, they don't have the option for just a single one. Like it goes by like. Oh, are you Minimum. buying five or are you buying ten? I think there's a way to do it, though. You have to like, call over the manager. You've got to call the people over. Then that kind of defeats the purpose of the self-checkout and everything. But um, I, I used to shoplift regularly as a child. Regularly? Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, it was it was like a little phase of maybe like a few weeks. Just a Winona Ryder phase? Yeah. What did you steal? Like, what's the, what, like, what the kind of things? So, like, it was... The Statue of Limitations is done, I think. I think so, because I was like eight or something. Yeah. I guess. But, um... <coughs> And I guess I can say it now because the store doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. But it was, it was at this uh, uh, convenience store in Balmoral Plaza. Well, no wonder it doesn't exist anymore. You stole from them. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you, you were in Their BMP. margins were just too tight and they yeah, had to like, close no, down. No! What is happening? Um, uh, it was at this, this grocery store in Balmoral Plaza um, where I had tuition. I, I went for Chinese tuition over there. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this grocery store called Porcupine. Porcupine, nice. Yeah. And I would go in there, and I would want, like, a piece of candy. Sometimes you just want a piece of candy. I just want a piece of candy. But like I, a singular I, piece of candy? But I had no money, so what else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you steal it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a weird exhilaration from it. I think that's the point. I think that's the point of shoplifting, right? But it's, it's also, like, the challenge of, like, you know, can you not get caught? Right, it's like a puzzle. It's, mm-hmm. like an escape, it's like an escape room. Yes, you got to know where the cameras stakes. are. You got to know where the, when, where like it's like Metal Gear Solid meets escape room. Like dun, you got to know dun, dun. where the shopkeeper is, are where the like, camera is. Are you like Baby Driver? Do you put in like headphones and play like suspenseful music while you do it? No, 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 no. Um, what I can't remember the tactics that I used to have, but like man, what's that over there, sir? <laughs> I think there's a leak in your pipes. In in hindsight, swipe. Um, I I would not encourage it. Uh, I am sorry. Uh, owner of Porcupine Grocery Store. Um, if I ever meet you and you see me and you hear this, I will gladly pay you back the $25 adjusted for inflation. 25 bucks. I'm just guessing because I stole like, you know, lots of tiny little things. So I'm guessing if you add it all up and then count for inflation. maybe Like, like a candy bucks. bar? Like, uh, like a candy bar? Yeah. Okay. Because in my head, I thought like, you know, one of those things where it's like, there's like a bin of candy. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, no. I thought you were just like... Dip in, grab a piece. No, no, no. You're like you're going full Twix. Yeah. Wow. I I went for the whole thing, like the whole push pop. That's cool, man. Like we're not like this is a safe space. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you just want things. Flash forward, I get arrested. <laughs> Cut two, right? <laughs>
Um, but I no, don't shoplift, kids. It's not good. It's really bad. It's not good for your uh, criminal record. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really worth it? That little fucking I don't know what are kids do. What we could steal these days? Uh, Beyblades. <laughs> Beyblades. <laughs> Fidget spinners. <laughs> um, what what do kids steal nowadays? Everything is so like. I don't know, man. You can't steal an app from the i from the app store. Yeah. For your iPad or your phone. Mm, I don't know, like Pokemon cards. I have no idea, dude. Like, sort of touch, bro. <laughs> Probably sort of candy touch. as well. I guess so. I mean, candy is yeah. timeless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, Porcupine. And hello there, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Good Hang, episode 106. 106, man. My Woo. name is Nathan. And I am John. <coughs> He's coughing. And I'm dying. <coughs> oh, no. We need a cough count. We need, like, we can make a game, like, every time Nathan coughs, take a, take a little tiny sip of beer, because... No, take a sip of, of, of ginger lemon water, which yeah. I should have made before this recording. Robitussin. Uh, do you want to take a break and do that? Nah, it's Will fine. it suppress Whatever. your coughing? No, not really. Oh, you were very putting. Yeah. We're just going to power through this because we got a lot to get through. Yeah. We got stuff to talk about. I got a game prepared. Woo! Uh, we've got um, some news that some we want to touch on. But you know what I want to talk about, Nathan? What? Okay. I saw a movie the other day with some friends and you weren't with us. Mm. And um, that might be for the best. But I want to talk about it. In this week's episode... It, no. Ish, do you have an episode with an episode? In this, In this week's, week's edition of What You Been Up To. Play that music. You have to edit stuff. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Nathan, you've seen 2018's horror movie of the year, Hereditary, right? Yeah. I have not seen that. But that director, what's it, Ari Aster? Yeah. Skilled filmmaker. Because you know what I saw the other day? Fucking Midsommar. Midsommar. Wait, also, like, what's the timeline on this? Because these two movies came out, like, back to back. Apparently, it was, like, the fastest turnaround ever. Wow. Like, he had the movie approved. Like, there's, like, seven months in between Hereditary and Midsommar. Wow. The release of something like that. Yeah. But for those of you who haven't seen Midsommar, Midsummer, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, like, 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 don't watch it. Why? It's good, but it's the most fucked up movie I've ever seen, man. Oh, does it go to like really weird Eli Roth territory? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. And that's fair to say. Right. It's gruesome, but it's, it's but it's it's done super well. Like it's super well made. Okay, so for those of you who have never heard of this movie, basically it's it's a really strong cast. Uh it's led by this actor named Florence Pugh. Florence Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. who's a really cool British actress. She mm-hmm. did uh Fighting with My Family and she did a couple of cool movies. She's she's going to be the next big thing for sure. Right. And then there's uh, there's Chidi from The Good Place. He's in it. Chidi Anagonye. I think Jack Rylance, I think is his name, the another guy. And anyway, good cast. Yeah. So basically, it's about these group of friends who go to Sweden for because one of their friends is Swedish from a small commune town. Of course. And then to to witness their midsummer ritual, you know, the summer solstice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And because it's Sweden, it's so high up north, it's like sunny the whole time. So yeah. it's like that's crazy, right? Yeah. But really, it follows this girl who has like a real tragic life and her relationship with this guy who gets who proves to be quite toxic, and how she learns to gain ownership over her life, but along the way incredibly fucked up things happen mm. I mean, i'm not one to judge man mm. but like my takeaway from this movie is two things um and those of you who watch this movie might be able to relate one is uh religion is bad mm-hmm. <laughs> having crazy beliefs is crazy and two um you get enough white people together crazy shit happens yeah i'm not sure what it's t- you're planning on watching this movie eventually that, that right? tends to be the trend like like mm-hmm. a lot of people like attribute like 
crime and violence to like minorities, especially in this climate, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. where it's always like, oh, stay away from Mexicans or black people. Dude, if know. you're surrounded but, by but Mexicans dude, and black like, people, you're at a block party. You're yeah, going to have a great time. But like, but, but it's, every time you hear about weird ass crimes, it's like the weird shit, like oh, people. I got my, one of my balls eaten or like. Uh, oh, just, you have seen Midsummer. Oh, my no. goodness. Oh. <laughs> Not quite, but on that level. Yeah, but every time I hear about weird crimes, it's always like crazy white people. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um, uh, I have not seen Midsommar. I fully intend to because I enjoyed Hereditary quite a lot. Yeah. And um, it was one of the most... Uh, I'd say it, it, it's, it's so affecting as a horror movie. I didn't... There weren't a lot of jump scares and there weren't a lot of like, ah, like some fucking editor playing with the volume knob same with Midsommar not yeah. so much it's but there's so there's just images from that movie that I can still remember to this day I watched that movie with a friend of the show Dikosh you and um, uh, it just melted my has D ever been on the show no oh okay which is but, weird uh, yeah, we'll have okay, him on next one um, yeah I, it, it, we both left the theater so shaken and so disturbed yeah, us too because one of the most affecting things that Ariaster used in Hereditary is he didn't show a lot of things. Ooh. Yeah. And and it blew my mind how much more scary that was in the context of a horror. That if you don't show something, your imagination takes you to an even scarier place. Mm-hmm. And like stuff would happen off camera, like you would just see the reaction of the person. Or yes. you would just Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to do it. Stuff would just happen. And like it's just so creatively, like like for example, like something will happen to someone behind the car. Right. But then like you only see the the driver's seat perspective and like a very blurred image in the rear view mirror or something like that. And it's just shit like that is just so it, oh my god. Yeah, I, not I, in this one. It's tough to describe, but like hereditary was so well done. This one stuff just happens. Yeah. Like you see it. Okay. I'm down. You see it I'm coming down. and then it ha- you see a thing coming. Then it happens, and then you're like, what the fuck? I'm down, I'm down. It's great. Especially because I just went to Sweden like a couple months ago. Oh, then you can totally relate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can definitely relate to the, the freaking 20 hours of daytime. You were there, you were there in, the, in winter, though, right? So it was like always... No, I was there in the summer. Oh, yeah, it was in summer, yeah. Yeah. So like, did the sun ever go down? Like, ever? Or like um, 10 o'clock? The sun set Sunset around 10, 10 30, 11. That's cray cray. And it rose like at 3 30. Like just 30 minutes later. <laughs> it rose at 3 30 and it, and it threw my timing so off because like I never closed the windows or whatever before I sleep. But like around 3 30, 4 o'clock, I wake up and be like, oh, it's nine. O-. Nope, it's four <laughs> in the morning. That's so crazy. And it was like full on daytime, right? Full on. Like, but, but okay, let me, let me ask a weird question. Was like nighttime, like actually like dark, dark? Yeah, like yeah. Like standard night? Yeah. Because yeah, I was in Alaska around that time as well. And like it got really, it got nighttime for like an hour. Mm. The rest was just like dusk. It's so trippy that some people just live like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like you go on YouTube and see if, can, if, see if I can remember. You can find a link of like, arctic circle summer sun and it just kind of just goes like in the sky it just goes it just makes like it looks like a wave pattern <laughs> it like it's high then it's like slightly low in the horizon then it comes back up without dipping below that's crazy man yeah it's, it, it, it's i guess it's just so different because singapore's weather is the most predictable thing on earth sure in the sense that if it's not rain it's sun if it's not night it's day and it's yep. kind of split like the sun sets at the same time every day around six thirty seven. um and it rises around the same time, around 6.30 or 7. Very predictable. And yeah. Like, I remember the first time I experienced that was when I went to Finland on, like, a school tour with my school choir. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was 11.30 at night. 
but the sun was in full glory. That's crazy. And people were out like partying. <laughs> That's crazy. It's very, man. very strange to see people like go to the club and it's broad daylight. It's just, it's just like, the, it doesn't match in your brain and it's crazy to think that some people live like that and it's we're crazy on the same s- planet. They still have to do it at nighttime. But mm-hmm. I guess like, you know, you have work in the daytime. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, man. But I'd rather, I'd rather that than like a lot of night. Perpetual nightness? Yeah. Darkness? Because that's what I had when I was studying in Boston where like, I'd go for a 3 p.m. class, get out around 4.30 and it's dark already during yeah. the winter. During and then the it's just so depressing. I mean, that's why they have daylight savings time. So can you imagine yeah. if, they didn't, if they didn't spring forward or fall backwards, whatever? Yeah. You'd be like, 2 p.m., nighttime. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Did like... Did it really it, get that dark in Boston at that time, that early? Yeah, during Jeez. the winter, yeah. Because like, it, it, maybe around like 5, mm. 4.35. And like, it would just give you this feeling of like the day is done. Malaise, yeah. Yeah. And you just feel tired and you're like, okay. Don't say that about Malays. Oh, they're pretty bad. <laughs> Malays. Always late. Slight tangent. I went, I had a carousel thing the other day. Like I met a guy to sell one of our stuff from the house, Nathan. Mm-hmm. And I was running a little bit late. Mm-hmm. And I met him. I was like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. He's like, don't worry, I'm Malay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so you're used to it. He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> anyway. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah, just not with racism. I think that's the key. <laughs> because because um, even within like musicians, we have like musician standard timing. Where sure. It's like half an hour buffer for everything. Filipino time as well, buddy. 30 yeah. minutes late. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where we're going with that. But yeah, that's what you've been up to. Yeah. You know what else, else? What else I've also been up to? Because I mean, I guess, do you have anything to talk about besides you being sick and coughing all day? Oh, well, I've been trying to be on the road to recovery. I was supposed to do a radio show like a couple of days ago, but I couldn't do it because you I can do. I can barely sing, you dude. To, I, every time I MC. like speaking is so so, but when I s- try to sing, something yeah. about making like extended no- noises, yeah, it just like uh, itches my throat so much, and I just oh, cough sucks. immediately. Is it sharp? Is it like? Do you feel like knives in your throat? Um. In the mornings, yes, definitely hurts to swallow, um, and that's what she said. And hey. uh, everything just kind of hurts in the wrong way. But now it's just tickly. I'm right. constantly suppressing a cough. So if my voice sounds funny, it's because I am trying not to cough into the mic. Fair enough. What's that? That's sound? a loud plane. Is that a plane? That's an airplane. Okay. Can you hear that, audience? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of knives, yeah. Um, <laughs> I sharpened my knife a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and it's like so satisfying, one, to take care of your equipment, mm-hmm. but two, to be like, hey, this thing that seems difficult and impossible, you did it. Like You see people on YouTube sharpening knives, right? You ever watch knife sharpening videos? They're yeah. so satisfying. Yeah. And they're, like, they're always like, then you can cut paper, and mm-hmm. then you can shave your arm. And I was like working on my knife for like a solid 20 minutes using my whetstones, busted it out, different grits of thing, and just like... And then, like, yeah, I was like, am, am I making an improvement? I was like, let me just try it. And I got a piece of paper. And it just went right through it like a laser. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me try the shaving thing. So I tried shaving my arm hair off, and it totally came off. So now I have, like, a bald spot on my arm. That's gross. It's very smooth. I'm not going to use that knife anymore. It's so smooth. But there is something very satisfying about doing tasks like that. Like, even, like, sharpening your knife or, like, cleaning your room or organizing your closet. Like, it's it's there's a very satisfying thing in like yeah. handling the material things that you possess yes. and like organizing the material things that you possess. I think it very much reflects on your state of mind as well. Sure. Yeah. But like, also it feels cool to cut tomatoes really thin. Mhm. 
Mm-hmm. But I hear you. I hear you. It's like it's like taking care of your your outer life helps take care of your inner life, and vice versa. And yeah, it's also sure. chicken and egg. It's like, do you keep yourself organized because your inner life is organized, or do you get your outer world organized, which organizes your inner life? Either way, it's good stuff. That's why chores are so. I feel like chores are a very very valuable thing. Yeah. Like I I I wonder how it is for a lot of Singaporean kids um, we because. Don't have to do chores? Well, it's just that, like, I'm not sure what the percentages are, but I know, like, a decent percentage of Singaporeans have helpers in the house sure. that do, like, the cleaning for them, the laundry. Um, I, myself, uh, when I was living in my family home, I, I would rarely clean my room. Yeah. I, at most, I'd just make my bed because I didn't like it to be super messy. But, um, yeah, like, I, I wonder how many people will, like, just don't really see the value in that of, like, clearing your space and mm-hmm. seeing what that could do for your mental well-being. But that said, it's pretty cool to like, like for example, cook a bunch of food, eat from plates, and then like just leave it. It's like... Yeah, you, know, you do like, that all the time. It's like, how great is I it? I have washed your dishes like six times now. I've washed other people's dishes too. I've washed your dishes like six times because you always say like, oh, I'll clean it later. But the thing is like when I clean the dishes in the sink, I'm not just going to leave a bunch over there. Like that's just... Why would I wash like two things and then leave five things over there yeah that's so funny there's a round robin thing happening because every time i do dishes i do like half mine and half someone else's that's just there i always do mine so yeah so i'm not doing yours <laughs> yeah but either way roommate life yeah i'll do better because yeah. interstate reflecting mm-hmm. yeah I, I i just i i always do my dishes just because i'm noticing as well that like sometimes they're not clean <laughs> yeah like i was just i just i had some cereal from a bowl just now as i took it like there was grease on the bowl i was like jesus christ i had to wash it all over again that's not good so if you're listening person who lives in this apartment that didn't clean that bowl properly (laughs) or it could even be you john it's not me (laughs) i clean that shit thoroughly when i do clean i clean with a thunder i go Mm -hmm. multiple times i use i use the water running all the time it's like don't even care boom go for it but anyway man you're so sick, Nathan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I, I, I don't fall sick super often, but this is probably the worst cough I've had in, well, as long as I can remember. Usually if I have throat problems, I get it fixed within two, three days stat. I have like a routine for that shit. Yeah. This routine is not working for okay, whatever I have. Okay, let's go. Because I, I, I constantly check in with you on this. Like, How much do you think is to do with the haze? Not much. Still not much, eh? Yeah, really not much. Because the thing is, like, I have experienced worse haze before and it never affected me this much. I I really don't know what else it would be, to be honest. I think everyone in this household fell sick during the haze, except for for one of our roommates. Yeah. Except for Peepire. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I I don't think it's the haze only because I've experienced worse haze with no side effects. Maybe just because I'm older and weaker um, than that is affecting me more now. But, um,. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure. I'm yeah. really not sure what it is. Well, here's wishing you a road to recovery. Ugh. Coffee boy. Yeah. Just a coffee boy. One more. <coughs> Boom. Loud, oh, loud. Good stuff. Sorry, guys. Can you imagine if you had to edit all, all your coughs? I'm not going to do that. I'll just pause for when you're coughing. You mm-hmm. can edit it out clean here. Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. You said you had a game for us? I do have a game. I'll play a game. Let's get to it. Do it. All right. So, 
uh, this game, well, it was supposed to be for last week's episode. Um, it would have been more timely then, but because we missed it, I'm still going to stick to it because I think it's a good one. So this game is about the Primetime Emmy Awards. Oh my God. Was, yeah. Were we supposed to do this before? Is it like, who do you think is going to win? No, 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 no. It's more about like the general awards in general that's cool yeah i'm super out of touch by the way i don't know who won what i know game of thrones won which is crazy (laughs) but yeah i don't and i mean that was expected right because it was their last year usually when a show is that big of a phenomenon on their last year they are going to win the emmy is it is that how that works usually i mean i feel like that's kind of been the general way things have been done it feels like a notoriously bad season yeah anyway i know a lot of people were angry that like the main people talking on stage were D D. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that's rough. Because like, yeah, it was it, like those two were the ones that did the acceptance speech, of course, and then like everyone was just kind of hating on them for like ruining the show. Anyway, anyway, um, I didn't really follow this year's awards either. How many was it this year? Seventieth? The seventy-first. Seventy-first. Yeah, um, but I have a total of one, two, three, four, five, six questions for you. Cool. All about the Emmys, and by the end of this, I hope we will learn a little bit more about things that do not really matter. That's awesome. Well, a lot of my acting favorites won. That's cool. Like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Bill Hader. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, hit me. Okie dokie. Hide your phone now so you don't Hiding. cheat. Okay, first question. Play along at home. How many awards... This is multiple choice. How many awards were given at the first ever Emmy Awards in 1949? Before you give the options, I'm going to guess like um, 13. But anyway, keep going. Okay, then. Weird way to play the game. Is it A, 6, B, 2, C, 16, or D, 1? Okay. 16 now seems like too many. I wish they had 13. I wish the answer was 13. <laughs> so what's below 13? 6, is it? So it's A, 6, B, 2, C, 16, or D, 1. The first ever Emmy Awards Which in 1949. 1949. And as we know, the Emmys is only for television. So what the fuck was going on then? Um, hmm. Interesting. So it would probably be like best mo- best TV show. Probably best. Okay, best actor, best actress, because that's where misogyny began. They had to separate them into genders. So that's three. Um... They probably didn't do supporting yet. Let's see. Best direction. I don't know. Uh, 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 I'll go with six. And the answer is a six. Correct. And you'd be surprised to know that I don't think they had actors and actresses yet, but they had like outstanding TV personality. Oh. Yeah. And the first uh, ever Emmy Awards was held in like an athletic club. Yeah. And uh, the YMCA. Something like that. And another fun fact the very first Emmy for outstanding TV personality went to a ventriloquist named Shirley Dinsdale for her show, The Judy Splinter Show. That is terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's slim pickings in 1949. What are you going to do? All right. Yeah, what was happening in TV in 1949? Not much. Apparently, puppets. Okay, next question. Who is the most Emmy nominated person? Of all time. Ooh, ooh. Lauren Michaels. Okay, Is it A, Shonda Rhimes? No. B, Lauren Michaels? Possibly. C, Ryan Murphy? No. Or D, Simon Cowell? Ooh, Simon Cowell might be up there because he's a producer, mm-mm, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm, I know the Amazing Race guy has hosted one host ever since that was a thing. But I think reality shows weren't things. What's the Amazing Race's guy name? I forgot. Australian, like Australians, and, and like his face is right, right? in my face right his now. His voice, you can hear his voice. Yeah, right, but I don't know his name. Right, right, anyway, right. okay, 
Oh, my instinct was Lauren Michaels. Do I want to go with Lauren Michaels? Shonda was... Dumb, a, dumb, Shonda Rhimes, dumb. B, Lauren Michaels, C, Ryan Murphy, or D, Simon Cowell. Man, I feel like SNL was nominated every year since it's been around, which is like 40 years, and Lauren Michaels has been there for most of it. So I'm just, I'm sticking with my gut. I'm going to go with Lauren Michaels. And you are right. Woo. Lauren Michaels has been nominated 87 times. Damn. Yeah, man. 87 times? 87 times. All right, now it's... Just wait, not- how could... Wait... <laughs> How could it be? Because like he'd be nominated for best. No, so it's like whatever SNL stands for. Yeah, but like SNL can get nominated for multiple Emmys. Yeah, in so a year. I was, and he qualifies for each one. Well, if he's somewhat included for I guess writing, so. producing, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, true. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Please All right. Now it's now it's time to get tricky. Oh shit! Yeah, it gets tricky from here on out. Next question: Which streaming service program was the first to win an Emmy in its nominated category? <sighs> That's tough. Is it A, Netflix's House of Cards? Did House of Cards win? Yeah. Okay. Is it B, Netflix's Orange is the New Black? Ooh. Is it C, Amazon's Marvelous Miss Maisel? Ooh. Or D, Hulu's Handmaid's Tale? Wow. All very deserving thingies. Yep. One of them had a real sexual predator in the show. First streaming service program to first win. to win an Emmy in its nominated category. I feel like it was nominated for something random. I, I, f- I feel like my gut is telling me Orange is the new block. Like that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Hand me still no. It's between House House of Cards and Orange is the new block. Mm-hmm. And Miss Maisel won, but I don't think it was definitely not the first one. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm going to go with Orange is the new block. And you are wrong. Yeah, House of Cards. You are wrong again, but you can't play it twice. And obviously... <laughs> no, okay, it's Handmaid's Tale. What? Hulu's Handmaid's Tale was the first streaming service show to win an Emmy in its nominated category for outstanding drama. Wow. House of Cards was the first streaming show to be nominated, nominated. but didn't okay, win. Yeah. Yes, and you're right, Marvelous Miss Maisel won, but a year after a year Handmaid's after. Tale. Oh, so no one won until Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, That's crazy, right? Man, that show took... I feel like all those shows took a sharp downturn. I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. Hand me so the first season was good, and then in the second season, it's just like, well, okay. I, 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 I keep hearing things about it, but it just doesn't look like a show that I want to watch. Yeah, it's not really fun. It's something about the color palette. It doesn't yeah. attract me. It's really, like, gloomy. <laughs> but I do want to give it a shot just to, you know, say that I did. But it's interesting is also that it's real. Refle- I mean, it's been out, what, three years now. It's real reflective. It's like every year it feels like we get closer to Handmaid Tale world because it's like the conservatives are just getting a stronger, stronger foothold, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in the news. But okay, anyway. but don't spoil it for me because I truly don't know what it's about. Like in my head, The Handmaid's Tale is like The Village. You know, like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. So you, okay. So okay. I have no Expand idea what that. it's about. So what do you think, if you had to guess, gun to your head, what, do you, what if I was like, hey, what's The Handmaid's Tale about? It's about a cult? No, man. It's about, okay, let, I'll, let me give you the short pitch because I think you'll be interested. Mm-hmm. So in the near future... Isn't like, The Handmaid's Tale a book by Margaret Atwood? Margaret Atwood, yeah. Ah. So they're expanding on it. They used that for the first and maybe second season, I think. But they expanded on it. They've been expanding on it. Anyway, right. so the brief, pick for hand, brief pitch for Handmaid's Tale is that in the near future, conservative right has completely taken over America and there's a new government in place that's like super, super religious. Oh, right? So it's like future dystopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For ah. sure. But along with that, for whatever reason, um, birth rates have dropped like hugely. Like, into single digits percentage wise right bigly you mean so super bigly and then like so a handmaid is a woman who's still fertile mm-hmm. and each handmaid is like given to like a man of high status so that they can have children uh. there's like a whole ritual element to it so it's like that and then like 
there's there's an aspect of it where like Canada's a safe haven, so people are trying to run in Canada, like in the old slavery days. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting concept for sure. It's very dour. It's very right, like damn. it it feels like how it looks. All right, but very I'll, well acted. I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'm eh, I'm very curious. I haven't started to. a new show in a quite a long time. You don't have to. Okay, so told you it's gonna get tricky. Tricky. So it's only gonna get tricky. Bring the trick. Bring the trick. Bring the trick. trick Next trick. question. Which one of the Seinfeld cast members won the most Emmys for Seinfeld? Specifically for Seinfeld. Yes. Is it A? JLD. JLD. Is it it. A, Jerry Seinfeld, B, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, C, Jason Alexander, or D, Michael Richards? Okay. So here's the logic, right? Mm -hmm. Seinfeld. So you're talking about for acting or it can also be for writing and all that shit. How did you phrase the question again? It doesn't matter as long as they were nominated for an Emmy. Okay, so you could argue that that Seinfeld would be nominated for writing and stuff, but I'm going to neglect that. And I don't think he he would be nominated for best lead, and I don't think he would have won because 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 Seinfeld was on at the same time. Uh, the two Michael what? Richards and Jason Alexander, like who, like Michael Richards and Jason Alexander would have been award uh, nominated supporting. for supporting, and they would have if they ever won, they would have split the difference because they were both great. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going with Julie Louise Dreyfus. I think she won like a, multiple times. Yeah. And we're not including Veep, right? It's only like just no, no, for just, just for Seinfeld. I'll go with Julie Louis. That's that's my logic. Okay, dokie. And if you're wrong, then you're a misogynist. And you do a man. You are wrong. Oh, <laughs> and you'd be surprised to find out that the cast member that won the Jason most Alexander. Emmys is Michael Richards. Michael Richards. He's so yes. racist, though. <laughs> the least, the least okay one of them all. <laughs> um, so here are the stats: Jerry Seinfeld nominated five times, one zero. Julia Louis Dreyfus nominated seven times. One three times. One once. One time. Damn. Jason Alexander nominated seven times as well. Zero. One zero. Michael Richards nominated five times. One three. Oh. Pretty mind blowing. Best supporting in a comedy. Yeah. And Seinfeld as a show was nominated for sixty eight Emmys in total and they won ten. Um, but you know, to to your bay, Julia Louis Dreyfus, yeah. she has been nominated fourteen times and won nine times for Veep. Yeah, I think Veep was destroying. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another show I haven't Veep. seen. <laughs> that's that's pretty. That show's pretty fun, but it's also like also I don't care. Like it's another one that I just like. Why well, watch? Watched half of it, and I'm like, mm, okay. yeah. Michael Richards, I guess. I guess he, yeah. Kramer was kind of like the draw of the show for a while. Yeah, that's true. He's the silly, whack one that everyone loves. Yeah, he was like the Joey of Seinfeld. That's what I was thinking too. I felt like the Friends guys, but I guess I don't really hear them winning many Emmys. Did any of them win, I wonder? I didn't look into that one. Yeah. I should have made that a question. The girls won. I know like, yeah, Jennifer Aniston won a couple, I think. Anyway. Wow, fuck. (laughs) Okay, so you are are two for four. Um Let's go on to the next question. I'm mm-hmm. losing track of things. Okay, there we go. Which late night show has received the most Emmys? Is it A, the late, mm. late show with David Letterman? I mean, the late show with David Letterman. No one knows the difference. Is it B, the daily show with Jon Stewart? C, Ooh. last week tonight with John Oliver? No. Or D, real time with Bill Maher? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> So, John Oliver's too new. So, David Letterman, John Stewart, John Oliver, or Bill Maher? Like, without giving multiple choices, my, my head went to David Letterman. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Bill Maher's up there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, he's been around forever, and I feel he's been nominated every single year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But who has received the most Emmys? Not, not, wins not or nominations? Nom- no, wins. Who's gotten the most wins? Man, that's tough. All right, let's go out of left field. I'm just going to go with... Just because go with my gut, I'm going with John Stewart. Pew! 
direct hit. Yay! John Stewart won eleven <laughs> awards. Yeah, nice. David Letterman got six. John Oliver has four, and Bill Maher nominated twenty nine times, won zero. Zero, poor thing. Won zero. He's been nominated twenty nine times 29. since ninety six, and he's won zero. But here's another fun fact: John Oliver, he has only lost once. Since, he, since started. he started, and that year that he lost was only because it was the Daily Show's last year. Right. So John Stewart won that, but ever since Daily Show has been gone, John Oliver has won every single year that he's been nominated. And that was that would have been John Oliver's first season too, right? Yeah. So his first season was the only one he didn't, didn't win because it was John Stewart's last. Yeah, man, crazy shit. All right. So final question. Oh shit! Here we go. Final question, and this one is worth twenty thousand points. Oh, I'm ready for him. I love them points. Which actor? Has been nominated for the most. Sorry, which actor slash actress slash acting person has been nominated for the most Emmys? Is it A. Seth MacFarlane, B. Julie Louis Dreyfus? Damn it, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Seth MacFarlane, the guy from Spawn. A. Oh, no. Seth MacFarlane, not the guy from Spawn. <laughs> B. Julia Louis Dreyfus. C. Tina Fey. Or D. Larry David. Oh, that's tough. Mm. Seth MacFarlane, Julia, Tina Fey, or Larry David. Why is that so hard to say? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. JLD, Tina Fey, Larry David. Seth MacFarlane. Let's see. So he wouldn't... You were thinking of of Todd MacFarlane. Todd MacFarlane, yeah. So Mm -hmm. Seth MacFarlane would have been nominated for Family Guy and American Dad? No, just Family Guy. Yeah. You're saying specifically in an acting role, right? Like no, the, just nominated for the most Emmys. Doesn't matter. It doesn't have like like they just ha- all these people just happen to also be actors, actresses. Oh. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then okay. So Tina Fey is Thirty Rock and SNL. Larry David is my gut pick at the moment. Let mm-hmm. me just logic it out because he's Seinfeld and that show that I've never seen. Curb. Your enthusiasm. We heard about earlier. JLD's got. Seinfeld and Veep. Mm, you can use that if if you can do the math on that. Maybe that'll give you a little bit of a yeah. If you remember the stats, I just threw at you. See, the thing that's screwing me up is Nathan's misspeaking of like actor or actress. So I don't know if that means it is an actor or if that means it is an actress. No, no, I'm actress. just real, I'm just realizing that there, it's it's men and women in this. So it's just which person who acts has been yes. nominated for the most Emmys. All right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna go with Larry David. All right. Larry Davad. And you have just lost 20,000 points. No. Oh, so the answer is Tina Fey. Really? Tina Fey. Because you for forgot. Her. 30 Rock, SNL, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I forgot she's a producer on that bitch. Yeah. And writer. But, she, but I mean, she's got the most for SNL and 30 Rock. So, because so she's, she she's producer, writer, actor. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, she's been nominated 44 times. Good Lord. That's the most out of anybody ever. And How she's she won? won nine. That's pretty impressive. Seth MacFarlane, nominated 23 times. Wow. Won five. Julia Louis Dreyfus, nominated 26 times. Won 11. Mm-hmm. So there's like a slight little thing going on. She's yeah, been yeah. nominated less times, but won more than more Tina Fey. Yeah. Uh, Larry David, nominated 27 times, won twice. Wow. Yeah. 44 times. Tina Fey, man. Tina Fey. Because what would she be nominated for? Best writing. So like SNL would be nominated for best writing. Writing. Best. They have their own category, right? Best like variety show or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I think she was a producer on Dirty Rock as well. 
and Kimmy Schmidt. Right. And a bunch of, yeah, I don't know. She's, she's, she's everywhere. Yeah, she's doing it. Yeah. All right, that was a fun game. Hey. Learned and, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Which is how we like it here yes. in Good Hang. You got a total of uh, negative, uh, negative 19,997 points. All right. Congratulations. I'm going to have to owe you. How did you do? I'm going to point lie you. All right. I mean, yes, that was a good... <laughs> I forgot how we end the segment. That's game time. Woo! Alrighty. Well, I do believe it's time to get into the news then, Nathan. Newsy, just right newsy, into newsy, it. Newsy. Or should we have some kind of like padding? Some kind of padding? Let's just pad it up. Pad, okay, pad, you, you pad, pad it while I go and take my water bottle. That's crazy. The padding would have been me asking you what TV show you're enjoying. These days. talking about the Emmys. I wanna, I'm wondering, like, I'm trying to think what recent TV show I'm enjoying that might soon be an Emmy darling. Can't really think of one. But you know what I've been watching, dear listener? I've been watching the wonderful reality show, Ink Master. That's right. It's a reality TV show where a bunch of America's best or most terrible tattoo artists come together and compete. It's wonderfully relaxing. You ever watch that kind of shit, Nathan, where it's like you just sit back, relax? It's like it's like good, but it's also like mindless. Yeah. Like um, how some people watch like Terrace House. The or, last one <laughs> the last one that I watched of that nature was a was a show on netflix called blown away blow i still haven't watched that yeah the glass blowing competition it's great it's so it's looking back when i was watching it i was so in it but like now that it's been like a few months since i watched it i'm like wow that was time wasted but (laughs) wasted well i I think i still can't believe how many fucking shows just get made full stop there's like a million shows right yeah no there's really something for everybody like they've really learned that you don't have to make everybody's favorite show just someone's favorite that's true yeah that's true you can really make whatever the hell you want and i i caught a glimpse of ink master I don't know if it's my thing, really. Well, you watch the finale. That's not. That, that's just less these fun shows. Yeah, but also like, I think maybe I'm not a tattoo person. Sure. Because like I, I was, I was watching you watch it because I was curious to, to like understand the appeal. Yeah. And then you were like, "Oh my god, that's so nice." I'm like, "Really? Is it?" Yeah. I, I kept looking at the tattoos. I'm like, mm, "I wouldn't want that." Like, <laughs> eh, not really. So like, I don't know. I think I'm just not the demographic because like my idea of like. A tattoo is like simpler, I guess. That's true too. I think it's also like you can watch the show and be like, I would never wear that, but I can see the appeal of it. And also, there's like the drama. I don't know. It's cool to watch. A show, maybe similar to the bl- to blow is like there's an appeal of like watching a show where art is created. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. So like for the blown away show, what I enjoy because like out of because most reality shows when you watch them, it's like especially like something like MasterChef. Yeah. It's like, oh, but that person was really good the last week. It's just that you made him do something really, really out they there. do. Yeah. So, and you kicked him out just because he, he couldn't do what he couldn't do anyway. Right. But like with Blown Away, it's like they give a very vague brief. And from that very vague brief, you have to create a piece of art. So they do their thing every time. Pretty much. They right. just do their own interpretation of something as opposed to like playing to a strength that they don't have. All right, I'm down. I'm watching it. I'll watch yeah. it with the... It's dumb. Trust me. It's 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 kind of dumb. But it, it's also like... It's a giggly show. That's cool. It's a giggly little show because there's terms like glory hole. And yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, and, and, and... Uh, oh, shit. What's that? I forgot. I forgot. Anal suction. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I think the only tattoo show I ever watched was like Miami, Miami Ink. Inc. Yeah, and, everyone and watches Miami Ink. Kat Von D. Kat Von D doing her thing. Move yeah. over to LA Inc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I like competitions. I like, like, I like, I like watching, if it's a reality show, I like where people are competent as opposed to like, look how stupid they are. Mm. You know I mean, 
That's why I like Top Chef over Master Chef. But Top Chef are all pros. Yeah, okay, I guess Master Chef can be kind of silly sometimes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I generally haven't been watching a lot of new TV shows or TV shows in general, actually. I'm not sure why. Well, there's not a lot out there. Also, technically, it's the summer season, so... What do you mean there's not a lot out there? There's so much out there. It's, just, it's because there's, there's so much of, out there. Of, maybe that's why. It's because there's so much out there, I feel so overwhelmed. Because at any one time, I have like eight to nine different recommendations swirling in my head. And I'm like, I can't pick one. I'm just yeah. going to watch a YouTube video and go to sleep. That's why YouTube's so good, though. Like, yeah. I, like, obviously, I watch... I am now in a place where I watch every single Bon Appetit video. Like, I'm subscribed. I just watch it. Mm-hmm. Just today, Molly Baz made um, coconut... Sambal shrimp, chicken mm-hmm. and beef. It looks delicious. It looks simple. I'm gonna make it. Um, but you know what? I've been making my way through. It's freaking hot ones. Hot ones is the best freaking show ever. Yeah, that's the best good. celebrity interview show mm-hmm. ever. Um, I prefer Nardwar. I have to get into that because yeah, you show me one video. I'm like, I yeah. can dig this. I prefer Nardwar only because it's kind of manic and like it. It's it's also fun to see the celebrities because I I feel like the hot ones interview. Like, they know they're in for discomfort. True. But Sean Evans is such a uh, warm person and kind of welcomes them in into this zone of discomfort. Huh. Whereas Nardwar keeps you in your zone of d- discomfort. He, he almost feels like a stalker. He's the dude that gives you gifts, right? Yeah. Okay, he's, cool. He just, every question comes with a gift. Yeah, and fun. like, at some point, you can kind of see them like getting kind of uncomfortable, uncomfortable. with just how much this person knows about them. Just listening in on my conversation, and I love it. I I love seeing them get so like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it sounds stupid, but I generally enjoy learning more about the person that interviews, mm. like because it's so in depth and because they're also like oh vulnerable because of the hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Shia LaBeouf one was fucking like that was art. I haven't that seen episode. that yet. It's crazy. Cool, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, did you want to get into uh, some news stories? Yeah. All right, then. Let's do that. One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, while I tear up puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist fans, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? Solid segue. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> My brain is not thinking in a through line today. No, that's totally fine, man. You, like I said, I'm I'm doing the hard carrying of this episode. Uh, is there any particular news stories that captured your attention this past week that you like to talk about? Because I've got a slate of things that are crazy to me. Oh yeah, you go for it. I I, I barely kept up with the news. I, I mean, I followed like the impeachment thing a little bit. That's just too much to talk about. Yeah, that they, is so dense. Yeah. If if like Trump, what's happening with Trump is interesting. You, dear listener, I would suggest throwing this podcast against the wall and starting a different podcast. No, that makes no sense. No, uh, listen instead to Vox's Today Explained. They did like a they done a four now a five part series on this whole impeachment proceedings mm-hmm. and like. The whistleblower and, and, and what that means and all that shit. It's interesting. But generally, okay, like, assuming the listener understands what's happening, like, what is your your take on, like, should it happen or should it not happen? I just think Trump should not be president, so whatever it fucking takes. Like, we can No, but see, till... like, he's, he's not going to be soon, right? So do you think it's more productive Unless he wins, for... man, he could still win. I guess, but, like, that's the thing. Do you think it's more productive for him to be impeached or not? Because there's two sides of this argument that a lot of people are debating right now, mm. where, like... Going through of the impeachment might just give him all the exposure that he wants before the campaign true, true, true. starts. Whereas if you don't go through with it, 
and just let things play out, the fact that this was already put into question should destabilize the supporters a little bit. True. But if you put it into like front and center, because it's not like impeachment and then like the next day he's gone. It's like impeachment, let's go, and then it's going to be weeks or even months of Debate, like trials, investigation, investigations, yeah, yeah, yeah. like debates here and there, and it's just going to put him front and center. Well, I mean, how much more front and center can he be? Like he's like there's any more front and center he would just you know well even more so than any other time really like even more so than any other time and it's 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 like free marketing to a certain point i guess so but again he doesn't he's already i think he's so front and center that there's no reason not to i mean at the end of the day i mean strategy aside it's just like did he do wrong i think he did so Mm -hmm. fucking he should pay the consequences like you can't just be like hey uh government of ukraine before i help you as per our agreement look up this shit here on my one but isn't there also the option to like wait for his presidency to be over and then put him under trial because there was that because like there was that whole rule right the whole ruling of like what's that guy's name the the guy that put out that paper abraham lincoln no the fbi guy um what's his name leonardo dicaprio Ah, come on um uh, james comey no the other guy the 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 one that muller muller there we go um uh he said something about like a sitting president cannot be put under trial. That's yeah. why like he, the report had so many like vagaries in it. But um, yeah, isn't that an option as well? Just wait till it's over and then like put him under trial. Maybe then. no, but the, the, just just to correct, just let me just double check that because my understanding is that the Mueller report was very very specific. It's just that he himself did not rule whether or not he should be impeached. It was like that was not for him to decide or put on trial. Whatever. Either way, it's fucking crazy mm-hmm. and like. I just hope whoever can take him down. I'm I'm still I'm rooting for Elizabeth Warren. I, I, if Andrew Yang can do it, I'd be down with him too. But that's not gonna the happen. The only reason why, okay, so Elizabeth Warren, eh, I'm not a fan because like she's a very. Uh, I don't know if you've seen everything, but like she's a very prepared politician in the yeah. sense that like she she can only go in if she knows what to expect. She's not the kind of person you can have a beer with. No, she just can't go off the cuff. She can't answer hard questions unless, like, she knows what they are beforehand. Right, right, right. Like, there's there's a lot of footage of her, like, of people asking her difficult questions, and then she's just like, I need to go back and check on that. I, 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 I can't answer this now. Something I don't like know, that. but is it also like, well, I don't have the knowledge at the top of my fingers. I need to check. And that's, that's, that's an admirable quality as well. No, yeah, no, but it's more so, like, she pretended to know the answer. And then, like, she just, like, petered out into, like, don't ask me this Let now. Let me get back. Yeah. So, genuinely, if you had to put your money on who would be the ne- the, the Democratic nominee, who do you think it would be? Yeah, it's probably going to be Bernie, I think. Ugh. I'm not... I mean, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm not super, like, invested in a lot of it anymore, to you be honest. You feel the burn? No, I'm just not super invested in any of it anymore because it... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, Joe Biden's still, like... In front, yeah, I don't he, get that. That's gonna peter out very quickly. I feel. Yeah, he is like, but he's, he's been in front for months now. Yeah, dude. but he's just running off Barack fumes. Like that's gonna peter. That's gonna <laughs> Barack fumes. That's gonna peter out eventually. But you know what's not gonna peter out soon unless we do something about it. Nathan mm. is the uh, the t- the climate crisis. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But one of the, this young girl who's fighting for it, Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. Is she from Sweden? Uh, yes. I don't know. See now, she looks like one of the fucking characters in Midsommar. <laughs> she is she is Swedish um, but yeah she's been having a crazy week man like speaking at the UN and mm-hmm. t- t- saying how dare you mm-hmm. 
And like the reaction to her stuff has been pretty interesting too. Oh, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. So for those of you who don't quite know what the fuck we're talking about, Greta Thunberg is a 16-year-old Swedish student who is very, very uh, passionate about the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. And her whole thing was basically like, oh, when she was young, when she was like eight years old, she found out about it and she kind of got fixated on it. Like she heard about the the problems that the... Mm-hmm. the world was facing yeah. and the numbers we had to hit in terms of like carbon in the environment and she was like wait a minute why doesn't everyone care about these I'm going to care about these and nothing at all mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's a that's a uh, pitch perfect impersonation mm-hmm. and like what I find makes it really interesting I don't know if this is the thing but like she's also got like Asperger's syndrome, like uh, selective mutism and OCD. What's selective mutism? It's just literally like she can be mute sometimes. She just doesn't okay. talk. Okay. So like she she opened up one speech saying like I only I because of my she said that like I have Asperger's OCD and selective mutism which means I don't I can choose which means that when I choose to talk it's because of something important and this is important and then she went to her speech about uh-huh. the thing. So she's she has this delivery style which I find very interesting. You know, kind of mechanical, kind of like just like very passionate but also kind of like off-putting which i feel a lot of people react very very negatively to there's a whole article about why singaporeans can only react negatively to that so anyway but her main thing is that she went from uh europe to america by boat by ship Mm -hmm. you know because planes are carbon emitters and then she spoke to the un and said she's the one who's all like how dare you for me you've stolen my dreams like it was a really passionate speech that yeah. hopefully will spur p- people to activity. Mm-hmm. But like the main thing is that like fucking the reaction against her has been awful. She got into a fight with Trump. It really blows my mind that like people can be that upset over something that is very clearly a problem and be upset of a child. <laughs> I know, like right? Sixteen year old child. Um, so, I mean. I'm, I'm going to assume that we don't have any climate change deniers listening to this. So Ooh, kind if of, you do, right in. Let's hear what you have to say. Kind of preaching to the choir here. We all understand that climate change is a real thing. It's a looming threat. It's really the only war that should be fought um, these days. But, you know, people and their distractions and their mm-hmm. money. Um, but I guess, yes, the, the reaction to her has been very, very fascinating. And, I, and, and I've been like trying to understand it. The closest like guesstimation I have as to why it is is because people just don't like to be told that they're wrong. Yeah, people just don't like to be told that their way of life is wrong. Yep. And you know, you you know how like we have an instinctive desire to be annoyed at vegans. Yeah. Like it's it's because we know they're right. Yeah. Like in 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 our heart of hearts, we know they're right. It's just that you know, like shut up. <laughs> it's the othering as well. Like they feel like. But that's the thing, though, is that, like, veganism, vegans to an extent can be classified, like, in a subgroup. And therefore, like, they're a, a, they're a group. Yeah. So, they, like, they, in that sense, they can be othered. But, like, he, like, how do you other someone who just cares about the environment? It's like, I, I guess it's just something about, A, knowing that they're right. And B that they are speaking passionately about it. Yeah. Like, can you? Okay. Like, like if 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 say for example, like I was a vegan, and mm-hmm. every episode I spoke about my veganism, every episode I spoke about the benefits of veganism, right, right, right. you would have quit this podcast around episode three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like, but that's <laughs> the thing, though. Okay. So let let me break down that that thought further. It's like so veganisms are believe in not using meat products for you know moral even environmental mm-hmm. whatever reasons right mm-hmm. that's what vegans are mm-hmm. and people who are not vegans are people who don't care about that and are happy to eat meat products and use meat products and stuff like that right so there's mm-hmm. two different groups here mm-hmm. so what are the groups here people who care about the environment and people who don't 
that's the crazy thing, right? That we yeah. all have to care about the environment. Is she just extreme or is it like, or is it generally people just don't want to care about it in their daily life? Like, I mean, I don't know. The the people that I see that are like speaking out against her, Donald Trump and Xiaoshui, <laughs> like they seem to be like climate change deniers almost. You think so? Yeah, I think well, the most vocal would be, but there are some people who are just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, there are <laughs> like, some people, people that, like that yeah, are just, just, like, just they don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, really, pretty much. And I don't know. So so like the 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 whole thing about climate change or like you know environmentalism that I think is so important. Um, beyond just you know changing uh, your way of life or being more conscious or whatever is is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people have trouble with is the forgiveness aspect. And when I say forgiveness, I mean forgiving yourself. I mean forgiving yourself for living a certain way, as opposed to going like, oh, but just you know, I do that, so what? You know, you double down on it. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. a stubbornness that is very innate in humanity. Like I think so much of it lies in that first step of forgiving ourselves for living a certain way and moving forward to change the status quo as opposed to like yeah being content with how things are and or like just being stubborn in your own ways yeah yeah. it's like it's like people who like like how my dad used to be like my dad was like a like a pack a day smoker for a long time Hmm. And then, like when he hit his like sixties and seventies, like he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I've lasted this long. Why, why stop now?" Mm-hmm. Then he had a stroke, and then he quit cold turkey ever since then. Right. So it's like you need a wake up call. But like that that notion of like, oh well, I'm already old. I've been around. I've lived this way for so long. Mm. I shouldn't have to, or I can't change. Right. Kind of a thing. So what do you think our wake up call has to be then? Like uh, a fucking. Well, what's the stroke for the earth? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's got to start snowing in Singapore. Yeah, not even. They just be like, "See, told you, global global, global warming wasn't a thing." <laughs> I don't know, like fucking Greenland going underwater, some shit like that, something crazy mm-hmm. like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I recently watched that that Japanese movie, Weathering with You. Oh, I've never heard of that. Kind of ends in actually. No, that's a spoiler. Never spoiler. mind. Let's go on. Weathering <laughs> with you. Yeah, is that animated? It's yeah from the. Same guy that did um, uh, uh, Your Name. I love Your Name. Oh, I yeah. think they're showing that at the projector. I think I saw a poster for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's about climate change. Uh, something like that. It's not, it's not, it's not as good as Your Name. Nothing's as good as Your Name. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is very fascinating to see. And you did mention like Xiaxia and her yeah, response yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. Um, you, want to, you want to talk a bit about that? I don't know much about it or her. Like I've met her so she and I count her as a friend because mm-hmm. we worked on a project together. But mm-hmm. like... Uh, it just seems like she just wants attention. Yeah. Yes. Trolling almost. Yes, yes, yes. And that is the part of social media that I will never fully understand. Like the desire to just have attention no matter how good or how bad. Like, uh, I don't know. Because she, she said some things about it, about like how like, um, um, I might be paraphrasing, uh, so, something along the lines of uh, uh, why it's... <laughs> you crying about it is not going to change Change anything anything. you so cringe yeah it's so cringy this little girl crying about it's not going to change anything and then a bunch of people spoke out against her and then she went on to say that it's just an IG story you don't get so affected so really it's like do you want your opinion to matter or not yeah right (laughs) like there's a really big oxymoronic like snake eating its own tail situation going on with that whole thing yeah but then again I haven't heard about this story in like a week so maybe we're just digging old shit up again and, mm. and, and perpetuating this desire and need for more people talking about each other. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I mean, like, you know, just do good for the environment. 
how about one day a week just don't eat meat? Do good for the environment. Yeah, it's 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 more about little practices because like. I, I, I try as much as possible to not use single-use plastics, but I still do every once in a while yeah. like because sometimes I'm an idiot and I forget to bring my reusable bag. Or sometimes I go to the hawker center and I tap out something and I forget to bring like a Tupperware. Yeah. Um, it's... it's, it's it, just <laughs> Do your best, man. Yeah, do your, do your best. That's where, that's where the forgiveness aspect of it comes in. Like, everyone just try... And like, stop hating on people that are super committed, or hating on people that aren't at all. Everyone's trying to do something. Everyone is, for to to some extent, aware of the direction our planet is headed. And like, the interesting thing about all of this is that at the end of the day, this fight for climate uh, change, this fight for sustainability, it's a fight for our own lives. Yep, it's not a fight for the planet. I don't think so, at least, because the planet eventually is going to be okay yeah we are gonna die if anything like yeah, if, and if it'll if, regulate exactly if we don't fix climate change we will eventually die out like i don't mean we right now i mean we as a human species will eventually die out and once we are all gone the planet will rejuvenate itself and heal itself yeah. so if anything this is a fight for our own survival survival and not the planet's survival yeah in that sense that's why thanos was kind of right man yeah get rid of half the people and then dolphins come back into hudson bay Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's... I can't do it. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, yeah. You speak about re- re- that whole thing, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle. I know, I've been thinking about that lately because like recycling more is great and stuff. But also I'm like, dad, damn, we have so much waste in general. Reduce how much you create. Reduce the reduce the refuse. Reuse is a big thing. Like, And it's not just reusing like... Mm-hmm. like boxes and tupperware and stuff like that it is like don't buy shit unless you really need it and if you need to buy shit like yeah look at carousel yeah like that's what i was thinking i was like because yeah i've been selling and buying stuff on carousel i'm like this is great like it's i don't need to sign anymore you yeah you don't nothing has, has to be created so use it while you can i've uh. been i've been reusing all the tupperware i get from hawker centers <coughs> that's pretty good <coughs> but they're good they're good tupperware they they, they give us <coughs> but even better is to bring your own yeah, which I'm seeing a lot of people do. We'll give Nathan a second to die. Oh here. Jesus! There you go. Um, yes, bring your own. But the thing is, like, I'm also aware that some places don't let you use your own. That's really weird. I st- I've heard about that, but I still haven't encountered a single person that'd be like, no. Yeah, some some places. What's their, th- what's their thinking? Um, because if you get food poisoning, they don't know it, if it's from your container or their food, and they'd rather not be liable. You know, because like it, like if you kept a dirty container and you get food poisoning, you can't say for 100 percent sure that it's their fault. So mm, like it creates a weird little problem. Um, so like it's 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 to cover their own asses. But like I know not all hawkers are are, are like this. Just yeah. the the KSC ones. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Uh, you know another thing that's fucking interesting is happening in in Indonesia. They're burning more things. Indonesia. How do you say in Indonesia? In Indonesia. The, what? In Indonesia. In Indonesia. Why does it feel so hard to say that? In Indonesia. Because you're saying in twice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get that, but it shouldn't be that hard. I just want to say, they just need to have me Indonesia, in Indonesia. Julia okay. Louis-Dreyfus in Indonesia. <laughs> the rural juror practice. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, did you hear about this? Um, there's a bunch of bills and, and things that are going to get passed. And one of the most interesting parts of it is that they want to ban extramarital sex in the country of Indonesia, Nathan. Did you hear about this? No. 
So this is from the New York Times international section. Mm-hmm. Thousands of protesters gathered outside parliament and cities across Indonesia on Monday, urging... <laughs> protesting like, let us have sex. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> to halt legislation aimed at crippling anti-corruption efforts and sharply reducing personal freedom. So there's like a whole spat, spat of like laws that the government is trying to pass. <coughs> but the main one is this one, right? It's a proposed revision of the criminal code, which would outlaw abortion, except in cases of rape and incest, and prohibit sex outside marriage, effectively banning gay and lesbian relations. It would also restrict free speech by strengthening laws on blasphemy and treason and making it a crime to insult the president. That's what I'm talking about, man. The fucking conservative-ass right is just taking over, man, and strengthening its hold on government and making fa- fascism is a thing, and fucking Margaret Atwood was right, and Handmaid's Tale is happening. Oh, God. What do we do, Nathan? Um... So, okay, wait, this might be, like, my own ignorance speaking here, but, like, isn't it a thing where, like, like there's a certain uh, 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 version of, 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 of Islam where you can marry multiple women? Yeah. Yes? Yes, right? I don't know. I'll Google that while you keep, while you keep talking. Go ahead. I feel like that's correct because I've heard it as, like, a thing before. Like, I think you can marry multiple women. So does that count as extramarital or, like, it's because you can do that that, like, they're like, that's enough. No more than, like, the three or four wives that you have. You can't go for a sixth one or whatever. Like, but, but, like, at least you're married to them. Like, they want to, they wanna like, make it illegal to have sex if, with someone unless you're married to them. Right. So you can have extra marriages. Those are, those are extra marriages affairs. It's not extra mar- extramarital, outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. So... Wait, so what, what is the status of this bill being passed at the moment? Yeah, it's being... Okay, let's see. It's... Mr. John has the It's subject to blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's being discussed, basically. Okay. So people are protesting against it because if it passes, then that's really fucked up. It's, it's, it's getting... It's, it's them getting in the way of, like, people's personal lives. Yeah, pretty much. They're the government getting in the bedroom. But, like, the main... One of the main concerns is also, like... Can you imagine being a tourist? Like, going to Bali... And you get arrested for fucking. That's oh, up. so this applies to to foreigners as well. Of course, it's a it's it's the law of the country. Oh. So, I don't know, man. Because in Singapore, gay sex is illegal already, right? Which is you yes. know, obviously not super super enforced. But I mean, like, <laughs> they don't know what we do. Heyo, <laughs> man. There's just so much shit happening, like between Hong Kong and protests here. It's like in Indonesia. It's like, what's going on, man? What is going on? We might destroy the earth before the climate change thing does. Yeah, man. Just like people destroying each other. I just, I realize that all the news I've looked up today are real bummers. It's just real bleak. Yeah, man. Because here's the next one I want to talk about, Nathan. Did you hear about this uh, American guy who proposed to his girlfriend in Tanzania by swimming underwater and showing her a note saying, will you marry me? And then he drowned. Oh. <laughs> It's a real bummer. How? So this is from CNN. A Louisiana man has drowned after proposing to his girlfriend underwater while the couple were vacationing in Tanzania. Stephen Weber and Kashina, uh, Kanisha Antoine were staying in Pemba Island in a wooden cabin with a bedroom submerged in the ocean off the east coast of Africa. Weber proposed by swimming underwater and holding a handwritten note against the bedroom window. Uh, the note, which Weber had placed inside a transparent bas- plastic bag, read, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you how much I love you. <laughs> He couldn't. I mean, he told her. He goes oh, on to I'm say, sorry. "No, you're right. You're right. That's why I wanted to bring this up because it's also like it's. I mean, it's you terribly can't write tragic. This. You can't write this shit. 
It's also kind of funny. Uh, can we laugh about this? I don't know. It's, anyway, the note went on to say, but I love everything about you. I love you every day. Will you please be my wife? Excuse me. But he never fa- he never resurfaced. And then, so his uh, his would-be fiance, uh, she wrote in a Facebook post, quote, you never emerged from those deep depths, so you never got to hear my answer. Yes, yes, a million times yes, yes, I will marry you, is what she wrote. Then she said, we never got to embrace and celebrate the beginning of the rest of our lives together as the best day of our lives turned into the worst in the cruelest twist of fate imaginable. I don't even know what to say to that. What do you think, right? That's just a straight up bummer. Jesus. (laughs) But it's like, okay, here's what I want. Here's what made, here's the things that made me think about, right? It's like, just get on and just get on one knee. Yeah. Right. It's like, (laughs) there's that. It's like, it's so sad. Luckily. And then like, the the reason I want to bring up this story is because I'm so split about it. Right. Part of me wants to make fun of this guy. Mm -hmm. Part of this guy wants to cry for this couple. Yeah. And part of me is like, what is, is this social media's fault? I don't know, man. Oh, was he like filming it and everything? Someone was. Okay. Because oh. there's, there's, dude, yeah, in the article, there's photos of him like moments before he died. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there's definitely an aspect of that, like trying to one up, like the next right. big like thing. Because I remember seeing like years ago this this one guy that like pretended to fall off the side of a building to only land on like a giant airbag that said, will that you marry said me? yeah will you marry yeah, me yeah, yeah. and then like they posted it on YouTube, got millions of views and everything. Oh and yeah, I remember that. And it just makes me think, like, man. It just encourages other people to try shit like this that can possibly just go wrong. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I feel like proposing to someone, I mean, that's pretty cool. You don't have to like add a daredevil element to it. How, how would you do it? I don't know. Probably in a very personal way, like something that's connected to us. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. A flash mob, maybe. Really? No. Yeah. I've never really give, put really any thought into how I would propose to anybody. It's got to be specific to the person. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, like my stock standard proposal story. But like, would you would you allow yourself to just like say do it over dinner? Like you're having dinner and just like going like, hey, will you marry me? No. No? Do you want a, more a, bit, more, a bit more drama to it? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of the hamminess. Right. Yeah, I guess you want to make it like a memorable thing, right? Yeah. But like, there's also like, I don't want to like have one of those over documented proposals. I don't want that either. Yeah. Like, I don't want like camera crews. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then again, I fucking hate social media. <laughs> I, I, I have mixed feelings about like those things where like you have camera crews for like the proposal, the wedding, the the, the gate crash and everything. Like I have mixed feelings about that because on one hand it's like too much. On the other hand, like why wouldn't you want to document this day? Yeah, you know? it's it's about it's a balancing act. It's like I'd rather have a great day than have like you know a couple of like good Strangers viewings of it. Following you. No, it's like it's like okay, so it's like it's like one of those things where it's like you're at a concert and it's the most beautiful thing in your life. It's like your greatest like favorite artist sing your favorite song. I want to be fully present as opposed to like recording it and then like being thirty percent present and then being forty yeah, percent present dude. every time I watch it. Yeah, it's dude. like I just be hundred like, percent present in the phones moment. Phones at concerts. That's a whole thing I can like go into because like. I only allow myself maybe like two pictures or like a short little video when I'm going to watch a show. Yeah, just so you can share it with with others, right? It's well, no, it's mostly just because like other people, if they care, they will go and find out more and like look it up themselves. Yo. It's more just so that when I look through my gallery, I can see it and remember it and relive it in my head. That's cool. That's yeah. A like I'll see a reason. picture. I'll see a picture that I took, or I'll see a video I took of a certain segment, and then like. 
I'll just remember. I'll remember every single thing right. that I remembered on that day or want to remember on that day. Like, if I just videoed the whole thing and experienced the concert through my phone, I mean, I'm still experiencing the concert, but it's no, like not. not 100%. I'm not really in it. I'm not really, like, moving. I'm not really, like, engulfed in the sound. But that's the thing. It's I like a, don't understand how yeah. people can do that shit for the whole show. It's like a Catch-22, right? It's like, oh, my God, I love this. this is so great. I'm going to record it. And then, like, later on... The sound is shit. Yeah, exactly. And later on, you're like, okay, so watching it back, you're like, oh... I it just sounds like... Remember <laughs> that moment. <laughs> no, remember that moment because you didn't have that moment. That's all it sounds like. That's why I like cheating. I'm like, oh, I went to this concert. Let me look at that specific concert. Oh, look at this person who recorded it for me. Thanks. <laughs> so now I can relive it. <sighs> anyway. I never enjoyed that. It, it's, it, it, it defies logic. And as a performer, the more cameras that are up, the less clapping there is. So <laughs> it, is, it also just like, you know... I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like, it's... Only reason why you should take your phone out is if, like, you're doing the yeah, whole, like, call. flashlight thing. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the flashlight thing is pretty pretty. Yeah. I remember the first time that was the thing. I went to an OK Go concert back in, like, 2006. Of course. Back in my day. That's when, like, it, when it was only then that everyone, you could assume, had a phone. Mm-hmm. But it was still a relatively new thing. And I remember mm-hmm. the lead singer guy was like, everyone take out your phones for this song. And then everyone turned on the lights and turned around. It was so beautiful. And I was like, I was near the front and turning around, seeing, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get the appeal. Yeah, it is. It it looks like a constellation of stars. Yeah. But like, but that's also because the light is facing the stage. But when you turn it the other way around, the light's fucking lighting up your stupid face. Stupid face. And then I can just. (laughs) Damn it, Kathleen. See your stupid face. Damn it, Kathleen. <laughs> Stop lighting your face, Kathleen. And it's also like not the most flattering thing. Like if you just light your face up like that and like your <laughs> eyes are crossed looking at the center of the screen. And it's just, oh man. So you see that from stage, huh? That's pretty funny. Yeah, you do. You see all of that on stage. You just see like their eyes just like centered onto the screen and like focusing up. And uh, it's not, it's, uh, mm, mm. yeah, I, I have very mixed feelings about it because, uh, you know, I like to document things as well, sure. but like not that much, like not the whole thing, not so much that it affects how you experience it. Or maybe, maybe you never even lived in a time, and I'm speaking to like the vague you in the audience, maybe you never even lived in a time where, where, where you went to concerts and phone, camera phones weren't a thing. But like try it next time you watch a show, just take one picture. The rest of the time, just enjoy the space. Enjoy yeah. the people around you. Enjoy the person on that stage giving you years and years and years of accumulated work. On, on Just like throwing it into your face and ears. And like the experience is just so much deeper. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's so many, there's so few moments in our lives that demands us to be 100% present. Mm-hmm. And even then, so concerts aren't one of those things. You're not demanding that you be, but it's so much richer if you are. So much more, right? Yeah, because like, I mean, shows, I mean, sometimes I watch plays. TV shows and I'm playing like a phone game or something, yeah. or like watching a TV show and 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 checking Instagram, which arguably is as bad because like really I'm 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 not paying the director of the show much respect, <laughs> but like you know he can't see me. Depends <laughs> on the show. It also depends on the show. Yeah, but he can't. See, and I mean, what you want, but you know, realistically, the people that made that show can't see me, but the pe- person on stage can see you right there. Like staring at your phone with your cross eyes and lighting up your face. God damn it, Kathleen. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, okay. Man. Put your phones away. Put your phones away. <laughs> Nathan Artona, twenty nineteen. Uh, and on that note, I think it's time for us to put our mics away. Mics away. 
That's been episode 106, man. Uh, hopefully next week you'll be a little bit better. I really, really hope so. Thank you guys so much for listening. If it's- this cough goes into next week, I'm retiring. <laughs> oh, you heard it here, folks. You may be witnessing the, the death of Nathan Hartone's career. Yeah. What would you become? Like a woodworker? Um, maybe. Yeah. Is that another name for prostitute? Uh, depends on what kind of wood you're working. Mm. <clears throat> it's penis wood. Then yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the hang, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Bye. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.